Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you hear about, uh, like a massive protest, thousands of people in the streets from arguing against wearing masks and, 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 be, and complaining about the vaccine, you're the professional uh, infectious diseases doctor. How do you react to that? It's so hard to know how to react to this. I don't think I'm surprised anymore, but I still kind of am surprised. Like, at the end of the day, we can debate the utility of masks at a population level, but it's still a good idea to put a mask on when you go into an indoor setting. Same with the vaccine. I mean, we know a vaccine is coming through the pipeline, uh, why not just get it? It's it's going to be, we, we, we hear about the safety protocols. We see the devastation that this infection can cause when, when left unchecked. Just look at Wuhan, Northern Italy, Houston, New York City. Like, we can avoid that. We don't need to, you know, this the vaccine will really help us lift a lot of these public health restrictions and get us back to normalcy. I don't see, I, I just, you know, it, it kind of baffles me at this point. But you know what, each to their own, I just... I hope people are making informed decisions, and I, I'm really worried that people are not using the best information to inform their decisions. I had an exchange, email exchange, with someone I know this morning on the issue of masks. And the, the email start, the first email was, do you wear a mask when you go into an indoor facility? And I wrote, yes. And then the next email was, why? And I knew I'd be around doing this for a while. Um, so, but, but the final point that I made was simply this. Uh, if you know that there is something going on, uh, an, an illness, a, a disease, a virus, something that's going around, whether it's COVID-19 or whether it's the annual flu, whether it's something else, uh, and you can help yourself from being exposed to this and catch whatever it is and ingest it into your system, and the mask helps you do that, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. I think it, you know, it fulfills two goals. The main goal is if someone is sick and they don't know they're sick, it helps prevent them from transmitting it to other people. There probably is some level of benefit to the wearer. Not quite clear how much, but there probably is some benefit to the wearer as well. And, and the other thing too is like, it's the right thing to do. This is not, you know, someone trying to take away your human rights or anything like that. It's just the right thing to do. We know that at an individual level, people shouldn't argue about the individual level data. I think people confuse individual level data with population level data. They're two different things. At an individual data, of course, if you're sick and you put a mask on, it's like we've known this long before COVID-19 prevents people from spreading infections to others. Like we've known this for decades. But uh, at a population level is where it gets a little bit murkier. And, and really mass at a population level probably have some small benefit at reducing the rates of transmission in communities. You know, some people like to cherry pick data and say it does nothing. I don't agree with it. Some people like to cherry pick data and say we're going to mask our way out of this pandemic. I don't agree with it either. 
but there probably is some small incremental benefit. Uh, I just think we have to be realistic about what that is. But like, for Christ's sake, it's a pandemic. Put on a stupid mask when you go into an indoor setting. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I, I do. I have actually have two of them on my steering column on the uh, on the indicator little what do you call it, the handle? I don't yeah. know what the word is. English is my second <laughs> language. <laughs> and then I have another mask on the other one. I don't know what that's for either. I think it has to do with the wipers. But I use I use one on odd days and one on even days. So yeah. that it so I don't, you know, constantly wear the same mask and then after the end of the week I toss them out and I put two new ones in. And it's that's not a perfect. hardship other than my glasses fog up. But exactly. Like that's I, I think that's a beautiful It's not a hardship. Like, really like what's the big deal? Like really, and it may what, it may ultimately help me because it may not bounce back at me. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I just think that this is—it's almost like a silly conversation. Like, there's a lot of hills to die on, but this isn't one of them. Like, this is this isn't one of them. <laughs> you started it when you said silly conversation. Yeah. You know what I'm going to ref, ref, ask you about now? Oh, I can't wait. So, <laughs> Dr. Tam, our chief public health officer, suggested that Canadians wear masks when they're sexually active. And I tweeted about that, and I said, basically said this applies to everybody who's not married for 20 years or longer. Um, but what, it's, it's created a lot of, a lot of giggling. And, and a lot of people, you know, I've seen emails from folks saying, I can't even keep the thing on my face when I'm standing up and talking. What do you, what do you, what, what do you want to say about that? Or do you want me to just move on? No, you know what? You want to make terrible jokes like, well, weren't you guys wearing this before COVID-19? But you don't say that on the air publicly? Oh, wait, whoops. No, the, 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 I, I mean, I, I, listen, at the end of the day, it's really interesting because I think what she's really trying to get at is incremental harm reduction strategies. And, you know, is a mask wear, is mask wearing during sex really going to prevent someone else from getting COVID-19? Meh. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe a tiny, maybe it'll have a tiny little bit of benefit, but who, who, who really knows? It's really neat because actually a few months ago, the public health unit in New York City really came out with sex, safe sexual practices during COVID-19. And they were also talking about this as well. And I mean, on the one hand, we can sort of snicker and think like that's silly and that's useless. On the other hand, you know what? It's really interesting because we don't talk about sex publicly all that often. Uh, it seems like a taboo subject, but uh, but I think they are actually important conversations to have with regard yeah. to COVID-19 because, quite frankly, whether we talk about it or not, people are having sex, people will always be having sex, and by ignoring it, we, 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 we might risk uh, losing some opportunity for promoting health. I mean, look, we saw that with HIV. We just sort of ignored it and brushed it under the rug, and there's a global HIV pandemic. Uh, that's been going on for uh, a couple of over two decades. Like, it's just, it's just, I think it's important to talk about. And, and re like, really, is a mask going to be that effective during sex to prevent COVID from one person to another? Probably not that effective, maybe a tiny little bit, but I think it's at least important to have the conversation and acknowledge it. And certainly there's been a lot of conversation, and that's not a bad thing. Let me ask you one more thing. Um, social media reaction and listener email, I'm seeing it, to the UK declaration that social circles must be reduced to six. And I, I sent you an email, and I said, I think it's going to be a tough sell, 
because as we spoke about last weekend when you were on the show with us, even the idea of a social circle of 10 is not being followed by many people, including people I know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're spot on. And I think the concept is really important. Now, the actual number is going to be interesting because, as you point out, people are going to be doing different things. But certainly with a real rise in cases across the country, like this is not a blip. This is a real trend. Luckily, it's not a spike of cases going up, but we are grumbling up in cases in the wrong direction. Uh, those arrows are all pointing in the wrong direction. Uh, it is important to really adhere to smaller social groups and, and really avoid you know, crowded indoor settings with lots of people for prolonged periods of time. We just know that's how this virus is transmitted. So it's really important to stick within a smaller group of people, be it six, be it 10, be it whatever your local region is advising, like it's, it's time to adhere to that because this is, this is real. This is coming back. And how the next few months look is completely dependent on our behavior right now. If we keep to smaller groups, if we put a mask on when we go indoors, if we wash our hands, if we, if we spread apart by two meters when we're outside of those smaller groups that, we, that, we're, that are our social bubbles, we'll do okay. If we don't heed these public health warnings, which we know are effective, we're going to be in trouble in the fall and the winter. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.